0: What's going on everybody, welcome to the Graveyard, I am the Graveyard Gamer and this is my review for my most anticipated game of 2020, easily one of my most anticipated games of this entire generation and that is The Last of Us 2. Now I am a huge fan of the original game, in fact I replayed it again earlier this year. You can actually catch my review of the remastered version on this channel as well. Now let me start off by saying it would be impossible to talk about this story without dropping massive spoilers. I don't even know where to begin with that. But I do want to talk about the story, so be sure to look for my spoiler-filled story discussion episode very soon. But for this review, I'm going to be as spoiler-free as possible. And just know, review-wise, I consider this story to be a masterpiece. Now, graphics, I have to say I love what they did with the graphics in this game. When you're in a sunny and a wooded area, the graphics just pop. The greens are bright, the lighting is well done. Now when you move into the more industrial areas of the game, the colors become more muted and have kind of a grayish brown look to them. You're also going to spend a lot of time in weather that is rainy and overcast. I think this is done to kind of hide some of the limitations of the PS4 and really also to kind of emphasize how depressing and just hard and brutal this world is. It wouldn't make sense for background uh, with everything going on in this game. To be bright and vibrant like Uncharted 4. Where the game really excels as far as graphics and overall look of the game is the details. When it rains you can watch the water run down the characters. If you go stand underwater coming off the side of a building it's going to splash off your head in a realistic way. When Ellie reloads her weapons she's only going to put the amount of bullets in that she needs. For example if you have your six shooter and you shot three bullets out of it and you just want to have that completely filled if you reload she's only going to throw out the three empty cases and put three more in also if you customize your shotgun to increase its reload speed it puts the bullets on the stock well say you've got two in the barrel and you've got four on the stock and you want to reload well she's going to actually take those two off the stock to put into the barrel so those little details go a long way for me But as far as pure graphics and how good it looks, there is one level where you're running through the woods at night and there's a storm going on and I just think it looked so beautiful. These may not be the best graphics of any game out there, but they really are impressive overall. Gameplay. (laughs) Wow, where do I even start? See I've actually roughly played this game about two and a half times to get the Platinum for different reasons and to be honest I could easily play it some more right now. There are some areas and levels where the amount of enemies and the layout are just leading to some amazing sequences. For example, later in the game there's an area where you have a comic book store on your left. It's got some really cool details by the way on the inside. On the right is like a rundown gas station. To the northeast is an office building that's actually got a sniper in it. And if you're busted by any of the people down below on the ground level, that sniper is going to make it a bad day for you. Which kind of leads to the excitement because, of course, I got seen. Not only am I dealing with the people on the ground, I'm trying to get away from that guy as well as he's scoping me out and following every movement I make. And it is just very intense to try to get to him. But that's because the human enemies in this game are very smart. They will not hesitate to flank you. And you may be able to hide in tall grass, but this isn't like a lot of other games where, hey, if grass is your safe spot, doesn't matter what happens, you're good. No, in this game, if they get close to you i'm saying like 10 feet away they start realizing something's in there and then when they get five feet away they're letting everybody know that you're right there and the enemies are just constantly working in teams to try to get you out of the open get you out from behind cover and have somebody shoot you not only that but they're in constant communication with each other, letting you know where they're at. This isn't one of those games as well where if you get seen, you can run off and they're just like, all right, I guess that person's gone. No, they're going to be looking for you. And that's before you get to the dogs in the game where the enemies will start having guard dogs that will track you by your scent. And I'm telling you right now, if you see an enemy walk up with a guard dog, you need to take the handler out and then you take the dog out. If that dog is alive everybody on that map is going to know where you're at and the dogs are brutal themselves. Now when it comes to the infected there's definitely a few different types and there's a few more types for this game as well but while they are vicious and they are threatening I feel like once you get the idea of how to deal with each type of infected you know how to take them down they're very animalistic like they have a basic function clickers for example if you're quiet and you're stealthy they won't even know you're there until you've stealth killed them. Meanwhile, if you get seen by them, they're just gonna run straight at you. Now, understand this. I am not saying they are easy and they're pushovers. I'm just saying they have a certain pattern to each of the enemies that you know, hey man, when I fight this type, this is how I'm gonna do it. Versus the human AI, which is just constantly keeping you on your toes. Now, for some of the game, you're actually gonna have a companion with you. And for the most part, they're a lot of help in battle. I mean, they're just as smart as that enemy AI as well. And they are also, during kind of slower times when you're moving from set piece to set piece, they're filling you in. They're giving you more story details. There's genuine conversation here that's super interesting to listen to. I will say, however, there are a few times when they just straight up got in my way. Because they are so smart, they are constantly looking for the best vantage point to attack from as well. Now, that can be a problem when you're in cover and you know that, hey, to the right of this cover is the best spot to be. But that companion is there. And in other games, as soon as you get close to him, that companion will run off. Not in this game. They're stubborn. They're staying right there. That can get somewhat frustrating in the heat of the battle, I will say. But look, the levels have to be discussed. When you first start your journey, you're going to get to a large area looking for gas. When I first got to this area, I thought it was going to be the standard for the following levels. But that's not the case. While this area is more of a hub world, the rest of the game isn't like that. In fact, while you're in this section, you actually have a map to look at, but that is the only time you will use a map in this game, which is good because this map isn't that great. Most of the levels are large, but they also have several points of no return in them, and they're not as open-ended as this level, which is kind of good, but at the same time, kind of disappointing because this first area is, it's really, really awesome. For the most part, Minus a few smaller story-driven levels. Levels are larger verges of what we've seen in Uncharted 4. There are several ways to get around these areas, uh, which also have several different ways to take out enemies. But while they are big and they are massive, there are several areas that you may have just completely missed, which may lead to more weapons, it may lead to new dialogue, all kind of stuff that just makes you want to explore as much of these levels as possible. The levels themselves are also littered with items for crafting and upgrading your character. I will be honest with you, this is one of my favorite features of this game and easily one of my favorite styles of gaming. I love exploring homes and buildings, finding weapons, finding notes, left by the dead, seeing what the world was like when everything went to hell and seeing how it's changed in the time since then. It's somewhat depressing when you walk into a baby's room and you go, man, I wonder what happened to that baby. That also brings up the collectibles, and there are a lot here. When I finished my first playthrough, I'd been very thorough, at least I thought, and I'd collected 191 out of the 236 collectibles that count towards trophies and whatnot. But I was still 45 short. Uh, I will say I did enjoy the collecting, and some of these items are hidden very very well you have to be standing just the right spot just the right angle to see the icon that you can pick something up i'll also say this your gameplay experience here is completely customizable after i completed the game i used chapter select to gather all the collectibles i had missed then i sat there and said okay i'm gonna go to a new game plus and now that i don't have to worry about collectibles I can just go a lot quicker as I try to upgrade my character and my weapons. Well, once I started messing around with New Game Plus, I went into the Accessibilities setting. I honestly had thought that that was, you know, more for people with certain type of disabilities. But that's not necessarily the case. Because what I found is everything from enemy AI being manageable to even adding this radar type option to your listen mode, which when you hit the circle button while in listen mode it actually pings out and if there's any items or collectibles you need it'll show up for a second almost like a radar so you know to go over there and there's the item you need now what's really cool about this is say you need bandages but not scissors well it's not going to ping the scissors it's only going to show you the band-aid and again it's a great place to find the collectibles had i known that (laughs) i would not have done the chapter select to find all the items i'd missed I would have just started a new playthrough right from the beginning and just used it that way as I was getting the rest of the upgrades I needed. Honestly though, I would recommend using that on your second playthrough and not on your first because a lot of the fun, for me at least, is the exploring. And that brings us to the fun factor. And so while this game is getting a lot of unfair, in my opinion, criticism for, a few story points, but also what many consider a bleak game and how can you have fun in a bleak game, I felt sure the story was dark, but it really serves the world of this franchise well. But most importantly, it doesn't change the fact that as far as the fun factor goes, I had a blast playing this game. The action, the stealth, the scavenging, the exploring, it's all top notch. Now I've addressed a few complaints with companions and Maybe a little nitpicky thing here, or there, like the map not being that great in that one section, but that's not enough for me to change the fact that this game is a solid 10. I've been hyped for this game for almost four years, and in no way did it disappoint me. Well guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can always find me at The Graveyard G on Twitter, and The Graveyard Gamer on Instagram and Gmail. And again, very soon, I will have a special spoiler-filled story discussion episode up as well but until next time i'll be creeping around the graveyard